Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Father's house where we experience His mercy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, on this second Sunday of Easter, also called Divine Mercy Sunday. The Father is inviting us once again to open our hearts, our soul, our spirit for Him to enter and to become part of our life so that we may be recreated by the grace of Easter. To prepare ourselves for this sacred encounter, let us pause for a while, recognize our sinfulness, and beg Him for his great mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to life everlasting. Amen. Amen.
Jesus, the Christ, word of life to the nations, raised up in glory as our hope of salvation. Sing to God in highest, glory to God in the highest, glory to God in Spirit, we come for the feast and the stories, singing our God in the pain and the glory. Oh, sing to God in the highest, glory to God in the highest, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to be. Let us pray. God of everlasting mercy, who in the very recurrence of the Paschal Feast kindled the fate of the people you have made your own, increase, we pray, the grace you have bestowed that all may grasp and rightly understand in what form they have been washed, by whose spirit they have been reborn, by whose blood they have been redeemed, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The community of believers was of one heart and mind, and no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they had everything in common. With great power, the apostles bore witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great favor was accorded them all. There was no needy person among them, for those who owned property and, or houses would sell them, bring the proceeds of the sale, and put them at the feet of the apostles, and they were distributed to each according to their need. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love is everlasting. Let the house of Israel say, his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His mercy endures forever. hard-pressed and was falling, but the Lord helped me. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. The joyful shout of victory in the tents of the judge. 
the stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone by the lord has this been done it is wonderful in our eyes this is the day the lord has made let us be glad and rejoice in it A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is begotten by God, and everyone who loves the Father loves also the one begotten by him. In this way, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for, who, for whoever is begotten by God conquers the world. And the victory that conquers the world is our faith. Who indeed is the victor over the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came through water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by water alone, but by water and blood. The Spirit is the one that testifies, and the Spirit is truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Because you have seen me, says the Lord. Blessed are those who have not seen me, but still believe. The Lord is with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. 
So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, sisters and brothers, we are still in the season of Easter and greetings of peace and joy to all of you. We are just privileged for this Sunday to have Joseph Lay to share, to unpack the meanings of the Word of God through his life. Thank you very much and welcome, Joe. In years past, I've usually thought of the Apostle Thomas as sort of less, maybe even a loser. After all, he doubted that the Lord had really appeared to his fellow apostles. In fact, his skepticism is such that we use the term doubting Thomas as sort of a put down. But this year, because I volunteered to reflect on this gospel, I had to dig a bit deeper. I began to think about Thomas in a different light. I asked myself, what do we really know about Thomas? The answer is, not much. For instance, we know that Simon Peter and his brother Andrew, as well as the brothers James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were fishermen. According to Mark's account, they left their boats and source of income and followed Jesus. Another disciple, Matthew, is often referred to as a tax collector, but nothing specific is mentioned about the occupation of any of the other 12. So we don't really know why Thomas wasn't with the other folks when Jesus appeared in their midst. Remember, they were all in a room with the door locked because they were hiding for fear of the Jews. So maybe Thomas wasn't a loser. Maybe he was the only brave one who had ventured forth to get food and drink for the group. Or maybe he had a job that required his presence. Think of Christianity as sort of a startup organization. Yes, Christ had told them to rely on the kindness and generosity of the true believers to not worry about food or shelter or clothing. All good advice, but their leader, Jesus, was dead. And it's understandable that they would have been apprehensive, fearful, confused, distraught. That's why they were hiding. And that's why Jesus appeared in the room to reassure them. Peace be with you, he said. 
He then showed them his hands and sighed, and they rejoiced. But Thomas wasn't there. Jesus told them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. But Thomas wasn't there. We don't know how long Jesus stayed with his followers. John is the only evangelist who records this particular event. Therefore, I think it's reasonable to give Thomas a break. Remember, when Jesus appeared a week later and said, peace be with you, Thomas proclaimed his belief, even without putting his fingers in the nail wounds or his hand in the Lord's pierced side. Jesus gently chided him, asking if he believed only because he had seen. Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. The message then, the focus of this gospel, is not the doubts of Thomas, but rather the peace that Jesus bestows on his believers. So what are they to do with their beliefs? We find the answer in today's first reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Since the beginning of this liturgical year, all the first readings have been from the Old Testament. But starting with Easter Sunday, our first readings are from the New Testament, the Acts of the Apostles, written by Luke. It is a continuation of his gospel narrative about being a follower of Christ. From what we heard today, being a Christian was not going to be a walk in the park. Jesus had admonished his followers to love God and to love their neighbors as themselves. In the Acts of the Apostles, we get some details about how they, and ultimately us, are to live. And these rules are tough. Basically, the community of believers is encouraged to gather all their possessions, money, property, animals, whatever, sell them, and put the proceeds in a giant treasury to be distributed by the apostles to everyone in the community according to their needs. I admit this sounds like a cult to me, and I'm not at all sure I would have been okay with these arrangements. In fact, I'm not at all sure such a plan as initially set forth would work in 2021. These are different times, and we all have different opinions about how wealth should be distributed. Fairness is, of course, tantamount. The very young, the very old, the sick, weak, and disabled couldn't and shouldn't be expected to materially contribute to the community's wealth, but they shared in it because that's what Christians did. The members of the community realized that as Rabbi Joachim Prince states, neighbor is not a geographic term. It is a moral concept. Maybe that explains what Thomas was doing when Christ first appeared to the apostles. Maybe Thomas was out selling his worldly goods, perhaps auctioning off his livestock or crops, maybe collecting money owed to him to contribute to the treasury. When the risen Lord appeared a week later, Thomas was present to proclaim his belief and accept Jesus' greeting of peace. That was the crux of Christ's message. Believe in the resurrection and redemption and accept my peace and pass it along. I find it very sad that more than 2,000 years later, we're still struggling with the concepts of belief, peace, fairness, kindness. 
According to Senator Cory Booker, we Americans are suffering from a poverty of empathy. Rather than being part of a community that acknowledges all of us as equal and worthy, we too often find ourselves on the outside looking in, particularly as people of color and or lower socioeconomic status. Sadly, sometimes our church leaders who really should model true Christian ideals seem to be caught up in policies and directives that divide us and obstruct peace rather than uniting us. When 84-year-old Pope Francis traveled all the way to Iraq to meet with 94-year-old Shiite Ayatollah Ali al-Sistani, he was criticized by religious conservatives, criticized for trying to protect Iraq's dwindling number of Christians. Sistani was likewise criticized by hardliners within the Muslim religion. These gentlemen announced a poignant plea for values that are under increasing global threat. And they were criticized by folks within their inner circle. Obviously, these naysayers are not fully on board with the whole peace be with you concept. Recently, there have been a spate of mass shootings, one of which was apparently aimed specifically at the Asian community. I think that such a targeted murderous act is unfortunately a residual effect of the leadership this country endured for the past four years. We've forgotten our way. We've forgotten the power of faith, hope, and charity. We've forgotten what peace be with you means. We've forgotten the compassion and humanity our parents taught us. In the words of Amanda Gorman, the extremely talented poet from President Biden's inauguration, one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. Please, my church family, let us all say together, peace be with you. In response to the word of God, let us now renew our baptismal promises. Do you reject Satan? I do. And all his works? I do. And all his empty promises? I do. Now, do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? 
I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, was crucified, died, and was buried, rose from the dead, is now seated at the right hand of the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? I do. God, the all-powerful Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, has given us a new birth by water and the Holy Spirit and forgiven all our sins. May He also keep us faithful to our Lord Jesus Christ forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let us proceed to the intercession. We have not seen but still believe. With confident faith, we bring our concerns before God. For Pope Francis, that his outreach to other religions may be welcomed with open hearts, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For freely, freely elected leaders of democratic countries, that they may recognize the value of joining together to promote world peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all occupants of this country, that they may appreciate the value of diversity, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the citizens of Oakland, that they may discover ways and means to curb the current wave of gun violence, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For our beloved dead, that they may be with the Lord, and for the attendance of this Mass offered for the people, and for Harry Santi on the celebration of his 90th birthday, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. And for our own personal intentions. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Generous God, plant your precious gift of faith ever deeper in our hearts. All that we ask, we ask in the name of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. Amen.
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May, may the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the, the praise and glory of God's name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Accept, O Lord, we pray, the oblations of your people, that renewed by confession of your name and by baptism, they may attain an ending happiness through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord. But on this day, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously, when Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. For he is the true Lamb who has taken away the sins of the world. By dying, he has destroyed our death, and by rising, restored our life. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic host sing together the unending hymn of your glory, as they acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, Graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith.
Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, the glorious martyrs, Saint Benedict, our patron, and all the saints on his constant intercession in your presence, we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our Pope, Michael, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion and merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world, to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life. Give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him, with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Confident in the mercy of God, who is our Father, we dare to sing. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will. 
to live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. And let us offer one another a sign of peace. Peace. Brothers and sisters, this is our Lord Jesus Christ, the reason Christ. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are we invited to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter my mother, but only you say the word in my Not because I've been so faithful, not because I've been so good. You've always been there for me to provide my every need. You were there when I was lonely. You were there in all my pain, guiding my footsteps. My shelter from the rain And it was you Who made my life complete You are to me my everything That is why I sing Jesus, I love you Because you care I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. Jesus, I love you because you can. I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. You are the joy of my salvation. You're the peace in my storm. Your loving arms protect me. You shelter me from harm. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. My strong tower, my dearest and best friend. And it was you who made my life complete. You are to me my everything, and that is why I sing. Jesus, I love you because you care. I couldn't imagine. 
If you weren't there, Jesus, I love you because you care. I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. I love you. I love you. Jesus, I love you. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that our reception of this Paschal Sacrament may have a continuing effect in our minds and hearts. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Before the final blessing, I would like to thank you for once again being part of this celebration, even virtually. Uh, we would like to remi remind everybody that those who can comfortably come already to the church, the church is already open. And... Uh, we would like to thank the team behind these virtual masses. First, Deacon Ron, thank you. And for our sharer, uh, Joseph Lay, thank you very much for your sharing. Uh, Dion, thank you. Uh, Morris, Clarence, uh, Romel, Wandra, and Ariane. And of course, our music director, uh, Leonard, thank you very much. For the birthday celebrators for this week, I invite you, wherever you are, to just bow down your heads as we pray for you. We especially remember the birthday of Harry Santi, who was an active part of our parish, celebrating his 90th birthday. God of all creation, we offer you grateful praise for the gift of life. Hear the prayers of your servants who recall today the day of their birth and rejoice in your gifts of life, love, family, and friends. Lord, bless them with your presence and surround them with your love that they may enjoy many happy years, all of them pleasing to you. This we ask through Christ our Lord, Amen. Amen. Happy birthday, and uh, may we request also those who are celebrating their anniversaries, wherever you are, bow down your heads, and feel God's continuing and abiding presence in your commitment as we extend our hands and pray over you. Loving God, source of all that is good, you are faithful to us. We thank you for the gift of this couple celebrating their anniversaries. Be with them, O Lord, their strength whenever they're about to give up. Be the center of their relationship. May they never wander away from the church as 
the institution nourishing their commitment. Bless their loved ones and listen to their prayers. Keep them always happily, joyfully renewing their commitment today and always. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Happy anniversary. Please stand for the blessing. Bow your heads and pray for God's blessing. The Lord be with you. And with, and your, with spirit. your spirit. Through the imposition of my priestly hand, the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and all the saints, on these feasts of the divine mercy, may the Almighty God bless and keep you. May He always May his face shine upon you and give you health of mind, body, and spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our celebration is ended. Go in the peace of Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Praise and praise, praise and praise, praise and praise.